What what is that? He's talking about the Gentiles that these Jews are trying to force to be circumcised people of Moses. So it's written Gentile Christians. Oh, okay. Okay. You understand that? Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, now the followers, they were Gentiles. You're right. Of the, oh, right. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay? Okay. 30 to 35. <clears throat> so when they were sent off, they came to Antioch. And when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets also, exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had strayed there for a time, uh, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Okay. So, they went to Antioch. That's where the false teachers had come to and the congregation from which Paul and Barnabas were sent to Jerusalem. And what do they do when they get to Antioch? Alright, they deliver and read the letter and Rejoice. Yeah, and what else happens? Judas and Silas preached. Yes, and gave encouragement and exhortation to the brethren. So the letter encourages and Judas and Silas sent from Jerusalem also encouraged the brethren and uh, they spent some time there and then went back. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch teaching and preaching the word. So this is really reestablish the unity among the brethren to resolve this issue, at least as far as Antioch. There'll be a lot of other uh, things that have come up about this, but but the immediate crisis has been resolved by the uh, letter that's been delivered from the Jerusalem apostles and elders. Comments or questions on anything through 1535? All right, uh, 36 to 41. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them into Pamphylia and had gone on with them to the work, and not gone on with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So, what does what do Paul and Barnabas uh, think about doing? Strengthening those who they have gone through preaching. Yes, remember the first journey. What had they done on the first journey? Started the work. Yeah. They preached the gospel in different cities and begun churches in those cities. But those people in those churches would still be relatively new converts. Mm-hmm. They want to go back and do follow-up work with them. Try to strengthen and encourage those brethren. That's a pretty important work. You know, I mean, would we give birth to children physically? And after a few weeks, just kind of say, okay, now, now take, you can just take care of yourselves. That would be kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine a three or four month old just being kind of left to provide for itself? Oh, it wouldn't work very well. And they, they feel the same way with these babes in Christ. 
you know, they need follow-up edification, strengthening teaching, so they want to go back and see how they are and try to encourage them. However, there is a big problem. What's the big problem? Are they going to take Mark with them or not? Now, what would the issue be? Why wouldn't they want to take a Mark with them? He had left when? The first On the first journey back in 1313, they'd gone part of the way, and John left him and returned to Jerusalem. And so that creates an issue as to whether or not they're going to take Mark back. Who wants to take him? Barnabas. Barnabas. Barnabas is sort of uh, a patron of second chances. Remember, he'd stood up for Paul, you know, when he was back when he was Saul, and the Jerusalem brethren didn't want to uh, accept him. And uh, so he's he's a guy who is uh, an encourager and likes to give people other chances. Do you know another reason why Barnabas might have been favorable toward Mark? They were related, Colossians 4.10. That might be another reason why he would see good in Mark that Paul wouldn't have seen. Paul, on the other hand, just doesn't, is not willing to take him because he deserted them the first time. Now, in a sense, you've got a conflict here that you often have. Do you put the needs of the individual first or the needs of the work first? You know, Barnabas thinking about what's good for John Mark feels like he needs a second chance and let's let's try him again. Paul thinking we can't handle somebody deserting us again, thinks we need to prioritize the work we're doing and get somebody we can trust. You see that conflict? We often have that. So who was right? Both. How would you say? Uh, just, I guess it's just in their mindset, because Barnabas knew, with Barnabas, I mean, trying to help out Mark, I mean, yes. he, he was looking at his soul and his spiritual needs, but Paul was looking at it from, like you said, the point of view from the work of the church, and he's going, he's wanting to strengthen, you know, everyone around, you know, and so it's just, their emphasis was on different so you can see they both had some spiritual purpose. They're focused on the souls, yeah, all included. Good point. Do you know anything about Mark after this event? He's better. Yes, he was better. He and Paul made up. He wrote a gospel. He wrote Mark, and. There's a passage that's really interesting. It'll be several years later. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, this is the end of Paul's life. So this would be maybe oh, roughly 15, 16, 17 years later. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse uh, 11, only Luke is with me. Pick up Mark and bring him with you, for he's useful to me for service. I need Mark. So I take it that Mark must have uh, been rehabilitated (laughs) to the point where Paul now finds him useful and wants him. Now, here's my question. Which one, Barnabas or Paul, treated Mark in a way that helped him 
be rehabilitated. Both! Why would you say? Well, Paul wasn't accepting of his deserting them. You know, he wasn't going to pretend that Mark was a great guy. But Barnabas was also willing to give him a second chance. He may have needed both Paul's firmness about not taking a deserter and Barnabas's willingness to give him a second chance. I can see how God used both Paul and Barnabas' attitude to help John Mark progress. Um, is, it, is it safe to say, because it reminds me of 2 Thessalonians 3 and 14 and 15, where, uh, I go and read that, where it says, if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person that do not keep company with them, then he may be ashamed. You do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So you kind of had that from both Paul and Barnabas. Right. You know, sometimes we may need different things from different brethren. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you need a good cop, bad cop. You know, you need somebody lowering the boom and you need somebody, you know, picking them up and hugging them. You know, and and so, I mean, I don't think Paul and Barnabas did this as a tactic at all. They are really disagreeing sharply. But I think the Lord was able to use the disagreement for Mark's benefit. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Paul and Barnabas having such a sharp disagreement? Is it right? And I mean, they, they split up. What do you think? Well, you can see it from either perspective. There wasn't necessarily a right or wrong. There was a lot of spiritual wisdom on both their sides. So it's not necessarily bad that there's a conflict, um, as long as it's something of a matter of judgment like that. Was it bad that they split up? No. Might have been bad if they stayed together. Why wasn't it bad when they split up? Yeah, God providentially used this disagreement to double the missionary force. Because Barnabas took Mark and went one direction, and Paul grabbed Silas and went the other direction. So they're able to cover twice as much territory. So I think you can see how God, in his wisdom and providence, is able to even use something like this to help John Mark and to actually help the work that's being done in strengthening these churches. Isn't that amazing? It probably tells us that sometimes we're going to disagree, maybe even sharply, Mm -hmm. especially over matters like this where you feel like it's better this way and I'm sure it's better that way. And we may have to sometimes you do it your way and I'll do it my way. You know, but, but God may be able to bring good out of that, especially when we're dealing with good men who have good motives, good hearts. They're doing the work of the Lord. They did not let this create some kind of bitterness between them. They didn't go to each other you know, to, to, on their separate ways, bad-mouthing the other ones. In fact, Paul has good things to say about Barnabas at various times in his letters and things like that. So it's not bad. It's just that they couldn't agree on what to do right here, so they split off and, and go separate directions. Where did Barnabas go? And we know what about Cyprus? That's where he's from. And where did Paul go? <coughs> he did, but what does it say? Says he went to Syria and Cilicia. And what do you know about Cilicia? Where Tarsus was? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was where he's from. Paul was from. 
So they take their respective uh, partner and they go to their own homelands as they are evangelizing, as they are strengthening the brethren. Interesting, don't you think? Comments and questions on uh, all of that. Um, now, I'm not very knowledgeable of the, of the first journey where they're setting up the churches, and uh, why did Mark, what, I don't know what, about Mark's like, departure and stuff. We don't either, it just said he left. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it doesn't it, tell it, us. Really? It really doesn't. Where is it that I can read it? It's 1313. 1313. It just said he left him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, evidently, Paul didn't think it was a good reason. I don't know what the reason was. I mean, what is it? Diverse doesn't work. You've, you've read it all right here. Because I didn't know That's if it was kind of like a you know, forsaking or like an abandoning. Evidently, Paul took it that way. Okay. But I don't know if he just got weary of the journey, if he got homesick, yeah. if he was scared. If I don't know. I Maybe mean, Paul was just scared that he was going to abandon him. Yeah, he didn't want to quit her on his team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But evidently, Mark was able to improve. I mean, isn't that encouraging that you can maybe, maybe you can falter and fail in one moment, and then later you can recover and and you can actually be useful. I think it's encouraging to know that you know there's hope for Mark. Yeah. Uh, there's room for a, a, a Barnabas who gives second chances to Mark. Mm-hmm. There's room for a Paul who says, "Man, I can't take a quitter." Yeah. You know, I mean, you can see that in Paul and Barnabas' nature. Paul is more of an aggressive, driven, you know, get the work done kind of guy. Barnabas is more sensitive, more encouraging, more positive, more reaching out to, you know, people who need special help. They both had their place. They both did a lot of good. God doesn't need all one kind of person. He doesn't need all one kind of personality. Because there's a lot of different works to be done. And so, you know... What we've got to do is make sure we don't, you know, if we're a Barnabas, that we don't look down on the Pauls, or if we're a Paul, we don't look down on the Barnabases. We may have to split up and do things our different ways, but we're doing the same work. This is not a doctrinal question. This is not a question that, well, he's teaching one thing, they're teaching another, or anything like that. It's just a matter of, well, I think we ought to take this guy, and well, I don't think we should. Different members of the same body. Yes. Just doing different work. Exactly. And, and what a blessing we have that. He preachers are like that sometimes. Are all preachers, you know, the same style, the same personality, the same nature? Well, would it be good if they were? No. There's all kinds of ways to look at that. Some preachers are much better at evangelizing non-Christians. Some preachers are much better at teaching deeper things to stronger Christians. Some preachers work better with young people. You know, some preachers are better writers. You know, some preachers do a lot of missionary kind of work. You know, some, you could, or you can look at it like this. I mean, some preachers are just positive and, and, and they, they encourage you and they make you want to do better. Some really get after you when you do wrong and really make you feel bad about that. You know, some of them are very teaching oriented. They really focus on how to get you to understand the, the scriptures better. Some are focused more on doctrinal points. Some are focused more on practical points. I mean, you know, it's that bad. Well, no, not if they're preaching the truth, if, they, if they're sincere, if they've got honorable character, then really God is blessed by having different members in the body that perform different functions. So it's really a good thing when it's all said and done that there's both Pauls and Barnabas. But we've got to, we've got to see it that way. And it's just such a problem when 
when we're ready to jump down somebody's throat because they want to take Mark and I don't. Or vice versa. Alright, other comments and questions on chapter 15. Cameron. You said that um, Mark wrote the gospel. He did. This Mark. Yes. Um, how are you sure that it's this Mark? There's no other Mark I know about in the Bible. There's no way, perhaps, to prove it absolutely, but uh, almost everyone agrees, and and I think the evidence is fairly strong uh, that it was. But there's, you know, the historical tradition and so forth all indicates that. Uh, so almost everybody agrees that it was, even though it's not absolutely proven. So would you have um, written it before this point? Before uh, probably, point after, after. probably after. Probably okay. after. From historical tradition, Mark wrote because of his association with Peter, and Mark is mentioned also in the end of 1 Peter 5. So Mark had good associations with lots of strong Christians. I don't think he was a bad guy, but he may well not have, not should have left him on that first journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could imagine yeah. that, you know, he's maybe young, and, and we don't know what will happen. But it might not have been the, uh, you know, thing that would have showed the best character to have left him like that, but, you know. There is second chances for guys like that. Anything else on chapter 15? All right, chapter 16, verses 1 to uh, 5.